Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Drew here. I want to welcome you all to another Phoenix Down episode. Uh, this is not going to be episode uh, 12.2, no. Um, we are going to take a week off to uh, actually get everybody caught up and, um, you know, try to absorb this game as much as possible. Uh, and we figured that taking a week off to get have everybody catch up to where we are would be the best way to do this. So you're probably wondering why are, why am I listening to this right now then? Well, if you remember, and people who have listened to the show before, we like to do a few intermissions, so I figured, why not? We're all here. Let's just go ahead and talk about a little bit of geeky stuff for a little while. And um, so I welcome you all to Phoenix Down Intermission number two. And uh, tonight I have with me Matt Quinn. I'm back. And uh, our returning guest from Xeno Gears. Uh, J- Jason Gambuscon Gambrell. Greetings, programs. How's it going, guys? Yeah, pretty good. I can't Sweet. complain. I can't complain. I have uh, been busy, you know, with uh, review games and stuff like that. Which you know, I should always mention. If you guys ever want to check out the reviews that we do, check out ztgd.com. Yeah, there's a lot of reviews up there. Yeah, shit ton. <laughs> um. But yeah, um, I don't know. I I wanted to. I brought up the discussion before we start recording. Matt, I know that you have never fully invested yourself into an anime. Let me give you my super short list. Okay. Okay. My favorite and the one I've watched the most is Full Metal Alchemist. The original or Brotherhood? The original. Okay. I haven't quite made it to Brotherhood yet. Okay. That is actually a very good anime. Yes, I, I, I lo- that's, I, I don't, I can't really compare it to other ones because I haven't spent anywhere near as much time with any other ones. But uh, I do enjoy it, and I don't know that I expect to enjoy other ones quite as much. Hmm. Full Metal Alchemist is pretty streamlined as far as an anime goes. I, 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 I let me, I should explain myself. I was a huge huge fan of anime whenever I was probably starting at around 12, 13. Um, basically, I was first introduced to anime through Cartoon Network and Toonami. Mm. That was my big thing. You know, they had Ronin Warriors, Dragon Ball Z. You know, they had... A, a, they didn't... The first... I think the first Gundam they showed was actually Gundam Wing. Yes. And, um, you know, I really got into those. And I had never seen or heard of them before. You know, I was always big into JRPGs, but I never read manga or watched anime at all. Um, but uh, Jason, how about you? I know you're big into anime. Oh, yeah. Um, for a while there, um, between the 80s and the 90s... Um, the hidden decade between the <laughs> 80s and the 90s. Yep. Between the 80s and the 90s, basically, um, my first love has always been video games, but my second love was always um, ha- has been anime. And anime, you know, during the, during the 80s and the 90s, especially the 90s, was... Woo! Whoa! 
Got a fire like truck to... going by. Wow. But, uh, yeah, in the, in the 90s, um, anime was always trying to compete with my love for video games. I mean, th- there were a few times in the 90s where I thought to myself, oh, my God, I actually like anime more than gaming. So um, more like a more like a second wife than a mistress. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can say that, that put it that way. Um, I I was uh, well. What got me into anime originally was, you know, uh, just watching regular cartoons back in the early '80s. You know, Transformers, GI Joe, Voltron, uh, Thundercats, um, uh, Robotech. And many others, and I started to see a distinction of animation art styles um, in the mid '80s when I was probably about, you know, about maybe about seven, eight years old, and I noticed that the anime shows had a this distinct look, and I'm not talking about like big eyes. That's uh, a signature of a lot of anime. Um, a lot of anime back in the 70s and 80s, um, the characters were much more realistic back then. And uh, I think the distinction was uh, a lot of times it was a much more uh, artistic effort put into uh, the robots, um, put into uh, weaponry design of like vehicles and stuff like that. And it also seemed like they... Uh, would somehow give kind of a glimmer and almost a shine to uh, metallic objects that was... Uh, you, you definitely did not see that level of detail and commitment in the art of, like, the domestically made shows. So back in the 80s, I, automa- I automatically started kind of like... that. I, w- I was seeing two completely different schools of thought when it came to to the art of animation and it wasn't until probably the late 90s um through uh basically uh kind of video games was kind of an epiphany of like reading nintendo power magazine and seeing uh, screenshots for uh dragon quest 3 and there was like a uh a little a little itty bitty picture because i would i would always i was I'm, i'm all about the details there was this really small picture of the advertising of the game, and the character had that kind of look of the shows that I really liked. And I started to basically, you know, it, it was, I was starting to become aware that the reason why certain shows I really enjoyed and certain shows, you know, I, I was just like, eh was because the, the Japanese, that they put much more effort in uh, their design work when it comes to uh, weaponry, vehicles, you know, the animation of people, how they react. Um, it seemed like the, the Western style, when, they were, when, when, it, when, when it would come to human-based animation, uh, everybody seemed real wooden, and it was very minimalist. 
um, unless it was an animal or a creature. If it was an animal or a creature, for some reason they gave that much more of, of life than if it was a an actual human. And then it seemed like, you know, they, they didn't want to put as much work into it, whereas the Japanese, that they, their work was always uh, consistent. Yeah. That's, and they, they've always put a lot of detail into their characters. Always have. Yeah. You know, it's even yeah, like <laughs> I go back to my first love, which was Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. I've always loved that show and I still watch it to this day. If I see an episode come on, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. Um, and I, I, I that was like my first for real anime. I love Ronin Warriors, but that was just I, I never really understood Running Warriors for some reason, um, but I I did like Dragon Ball Z. I'll put it this way, I still own them. Which I actually I tweeted a picture of it uh as a couple of months back. I went back to my parents' place and I found at least twenty VHS tapes of every single Dragon Ball Z episode that has ever been made. Wow! Taped. I taped them from Toonami. I was that dedicated to that show. Um, and I like I, for some reason I just kind of got out of them, and um, I was actually reintroduced to them uh, through my old roommate. My old roommate was still a, a big uh, anime fan while I lived with him, and you know I'd see him when I go go to the kitchen or something like that, and he'd be watching something. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, he's big in the uh, Evangelion. Um, but he, he sat me down one day, this is probably about three years ago. And he said, oh, I got an anime I want you to watch. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude, I, I'm kind of out of them now. And he said, nah, you'll like this one. And he sat me down in a, uh, in front of a, a very short running anime called Hero Man. Huh. Um, and, uh, he told me the reason why I was like this, because it was created by Stan Lee, the comic book creator. And sure enough, it was created by Marvel Studios. It's a manga that was created by Marvel Studios, um, and it's heavily influenced by comic books, superhero comic books. Hmm. And um, in fact, Stan Lee, just like he does in all his movies, always makes a cameo appearance. He makes a cameo appearance as an animated character. <laughs> Um, wow. And that, that, for some reason, I got really into Hero Man, even though it was probably only about 15 or 16 episodes. Um, and they said that they're eventually going to release in the United States. And I, I, I really liked it. You know, I was like, man, this may actually get me back into anime. And I started watching a few more things. I had never watched Full Metal Alchemist before. Um, and I was asking a couple of other buddies of mine what some anime I should watch. And they said, watch Full Metal Alchemist. Well, I noticed on Netflix they have two different kinds. They told me to watch Brotherhood. So I've watched the entirety of Brotherhood. Okay. Um, I've never seen Full Metal Alchemist, the original. See, what's funny about that is that both me and my wife just recently finished the original um, Full Metal Alchemist. And the thing is, sadly, they took Brotherhood off of Netflix. I guess it... It and left the original one. <laughs> yeah, they left the original one and they took off the Brotherhood. Yeah. 
It was I, like I really liked that show. The, the my biggest problem with Full Milakos Brotherhood was it was just so freaking long, like fifty six episodes or something like that. I uh, I think I heard it was about sixty. Sixty be, because uh, the original series is is uh, fifty. Yeah, and and I remember reading up that Brotherhood is actually like ten more episodes longer. Mm, I gotcha. So I was like, holy crap, that's a ton of episodes. So I, I got really big into Full Metal Alchemist. This is probably, it was still coming on Cartoon Network at the time. Like it come on on the, the nighttime Toonami. And it was new episodes. Like they had just had translated them. Um, so I got caught up to the last season. And I actually watched the last season as they aired on Cartoon Network. So I, I got caught up with them and I watched them all. Uh, really enjoyed that one. And I watched, I, go ahead. I want to ask you a question. Uh-huh. But I think it will be really spoil spoilerish. Okay. And it, it it is going to be a very spoilerish question. Okay. So about Full Metal Alchemist, something that takes place during the last like five episodes. Okay. Well, then I will say this right now. This is spoilers for Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> so if you want to skip ahead probably about two, three minutes, go right ahead right now. Okay, here it goes. In Brotherhood, do they mention the the uh, alternate universe? There is no such thing as the alternate universe in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Really? That They, they went completely around that. That did not happen in the manga. Brotherhood follows the manga to a T. And what happened okay. was... The original run of Full Metal Alchemist, the anime, they started off following the manga, but they got caught up to the manga, so they just kept on writing stuff, and they they didn't go with the manga at all. So, but I know the two the two universes. I know the two yeah. how, how they both go. There's no like they they didn't have any of that in Brotherhood. The thing is, I actually liked the the alternate universe because it kind of it kind of took our reality and kind of made it a part of it, it its reality to where it's like almost like a, a mirror universe. Yeah. I, I, it sounded very interesting. The fact that any time an alchemist used their alchemy, it was basically taking stuff away from our world. Yes. And that was, that was very interesting, but uh, you know, they didn't have any of that in brotherhood. I just did a little bit of research and, and just, and talked to a couple of friends of mine who had watched both of them. So yeah, no, nah, they that's not even hmm. mentioned in Brotherhood. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that that was a doozy. That yeah. was a doozy. That literally came out of nowhere, and it was like four, like I think it was either three or four episodes before the last episode, and all of a sudden they introduced this mind blowing new element to the storyline. And I was like, what the fudge is going on in this show? <laughs> it, 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 it was, it was, I mean, I, I, I must admit whenever a show kind of does a WTF moment, if they do it like really well, and if they're really bold about it, but still kind of stick to their guns about it, I kind of like it. 
sometimes it comes off as trying to reach for something. I yeah. think it just it depends on how it's implemented. But there's sometimes it. I, I don't know. It, it, I just I just kind of like it when they when they kind of just throw this whole other thing. And, and, and the thing is, it actually kind of made sense. It it made sense in in the operation of how things are done in the story. Yeah. And that and that was the I think that was the coolest part about it because if it was just kind of thrown in there, it would have felt cheap. But it was uh, it was definitely interesting. Yeah, um, I want to say there was one. The, like I haven't watched much anime recently. Uh, uh-huh. The last one I actually watched and really enjoyed was a uh, anime called Bakano. Um, I, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it was on Netflix. That's where I watched it. Um, Matt, okay, yeah. I think Matt, you would even like this. Really? Yeah. It's basically it takes place in New York City in 1930s Prohibition era, and it's about gangsters. Um, but there's a little twist involved. There's uh, some people from like back in like the 1700s who basically received a curse that they are immortal forever, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's basically they've lived this long, and it all revolves around them like basically becoming gangsters in the 1930s and. It's it's very interesting. It's not it's not very long. I'd say it's only about not even twenty episodes. I think, but it's actually really cool. Very very oof, very bloody at times. You know, the whole idea of immortality. Um. You know, I, w- I would love to be immortal. I mean, I, I mean, it's a curse. A lot of people. A lot of people are like, "Oh, it's a curse! It's a curse!" But I mean, I, I think I would just, I would just enjoy myself if I was uh, immortal. Um, and the whole gangster angle is is perfect because if you live so long, you'll be able to obtain so much knowledge and know how of how the world works and operates that eventually you'd be able to BS your way to the top. You know. Yeah, it's a, I, like I'm a big fan of old gangster movies and stuff like that. So yeah, that 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 kind of I just fell in love with that show. It you know it's goofy. There's a couple of goofy characters that are there for comic relief, and it's like it's it's basically you know like a Coen Brothers film. Yeah, where everything is basically a big fiasco at the end. That's basically what this is. It's like um, it starts off with like a train robbery and. Uh, things go awry and then there's gangsters there and some of them are immortal and people don't know that. And it's, it's kind of crazy. It, it, it's, it's really crazy, but I really did enjoy Bacchano. You know, I actually watched the first episode. Um, I don't know. I think it was probably about a year ago that I watched it. It's, it's, it's not on Netflix anymore. Oh man. I, <laughs> at least I don't think it is. I might, I might have to do a search, but I'm pretty sure I didn't I didn't see it last time I went through the anime section. Yeah. But then again, it's probably just hidden. Might have to do a search for it, but um But yeah, that was definitely an interesting one from what I've what I've watched of it. 
I, I um, really enjoyed it. One that me and my wife um, actually watched all of is um, one called uh, Rosio Vampire. Oh, uh, yes. I know that's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it was a very odd show. It was about monsters going to high school. <laughs> but but the monsters would have to take the form of a human. Um, and thing is, the high school itself was actually a, a, a high school made for monsters. And it's on the other side of this uh, this gate that the, the separates the land of normal humans to monsters. So this guy... Uh, he, he ends up at the monster high school and he's just a regular human, but all the other students are monsters, but they have to retain their human form. So it kind of, he, he get the, the, the main guy gets, you know, he gets mixed up in this whole fiasco and he has to pretty much pretend that he is one of them, that he is he has to a, pretend he's a, a monster, monster pretending he's a human. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He, 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 he has to pretend that he's a monster who's pretending that he's a human, <laughs> even though he's just human. So, and then he falls, well, he doesn't really fall, well, at first, but this girl falls in love with him, and uh, she's a vampire. Of course. Of course. And, <laughs> and when she uh, she bite, when she bites him, which she does in every single episode, um, most of the time, the bite usually ends ends each episode. Um, she knows that he's human, so she's like the the other the one only other character who knows about him being human. And then there's the and then it turns into kind of a Tenchi Muyu kind of ripoff show where another girl who's like a succubus and another girl who uh, <laughs> is a uh, ice monster uh, try to fight for the main character's affections and it, it basically yeah it turns into another Tinchi Muyu type show where where I, I guess it, 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 it these type of shows are real popular in Japan you know the guy who has like who you know he's socially awkward he never has women hit on him uh, he's you know, uncomfortable around, around women, but then all of a sudden he's put into a situation where there's like three or four hot chicks fighting over him. And they all are either a, um, aliens or monsters or some kind of super powered beans. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly what, so I've watched some Tenchi that was not my cup of tea. I uh, I must admit I like the original, the very first Tenchi Muyu series because it's very uh, self-contained story. It's only like thirteen episodes. It had really good animation quality. Had a really good story. I really liked it. I wish they would have just kind of stopped because now there's like five or six different Tenchu series, and all of them are like between 20 to 30 plus episodes each. Yeah. 
and half of them are either a remakes or b sequels to certain i think it i think it was even getting so complicated that it was becoming like gundam to where there were like two dual universes and like a certain series would be a sequel to this continuity and then another <laughs> another series would be a sequel to the complete opposite continuity yeah yeah, yeah just, Matt. If you no. want, if you really want to get confused, you watch a Gundam show. Yes. Holy what's, crap! What's the first one? If I were to watch one, which one should I watch? Uh, or maybe not the first one, one but the, the best one. The first one you want to watch is like two completely different things. Yeah. <laughs> the, because the yeah I, the first the first Mobile Suit Gundam the original series that is, is man boring at times. Slow burn. Holy crap. Real slow burn. It's basically a Japanese animated soap opera with the occasional giant robot in the background. Um, and in the foreground during the last five episodes of a 50-episode series. Truth be told, Gundam Wing is actually not bad. Yeah. Um, it can get confusing. There are a lot of characters there. Like I mentioned... Uh, one of my favorite Gundam characters of all time was uh, Trace Kush Renata. Uh, he was like a, a he, originally everybody thought he was a bad guy. He turned out to be a good guy. Um, uh, Gundam Double O is actually pretty good too. Um, I don't mind Gundam Double O, but they, they're very political, um, very drawn out. Um, you know, it's. Imagine Xeno Gears if it was all about political stuff. Yeah, and it, um, it's, it's it's quite exciting of a of a show. Certain certain ones are more exciting than others. Um, yeah, I I think I think Gundam Wing is a good one to start with, just because it was kind of the flagship sh- uh, series that I feel like I've heard of that one, whereas I've never heard of Double O. Gundam Wing was the first Gundam to be shown probably in the United States. It was shown yes. on Toonami. It was the first Gundam to be shown on Toonami. And so every, everybody probably thought it was the original one. Probably the only anime I had seen at that point was Akira. I You, you know what's funny? I'm, I was a huge fan of anime, and I'm starting to get back into anime, and I've never seen Akira. You've never really? seen Akira? I've never seen that movie. You, you, you need to see it. Um, Trust me, I've had every friend tell me. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot for not seeing Akira. That and Vampire Hunter D were the only ones that I really loved early on, I would say. Vampire Hunter D is great. I absolutely love Helsing. I think Helsing is a fantastic series. Helsing is, is pretty good. I, I, I've i not watched the whole series. I saw like the first, uh, I want to say maybe four or five episodes. Um, I think it. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I really liked Helsing. I read the mangas, even. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah, a friend of mine let me borrow all of his, and it was the entire run. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Um, man, I'm trying to imagine some, like, my, my, you know, I should have my roommate on, because holy crap, this dude has a collection of anime that just blows me away. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to have a collection of anime that, uh, yeah, would probably weigh down a truck. 
<laughs> but I, I probably sold I sold about ninety percent of it. I um I just keep the stuff I like. Yeah. It 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 was getting to the point where I was basically I was going to Suncoast every weekend and um I was I was not going to Suncoast without exiting with something in my hand. So I, I bought at least one uh, during the mid nineties. I would buy I'd buy a, a video cassette anime, and once anime started coming out on DVD, I was buying a uh, pretty much a DVD a week of a particular show. And I even had all the schedules of when each show, each new volume of the, all the series I was collecting was coming out. And for a while, I'll put it to you this way for about the first year and a half that anime was coming out in the United States on DVD. I had actually kept up with the DVD releases of the entire anime industry for about the first year and a half. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Pretty much if it how was... Many, how many different shows was that? I, I was probably collecting about 10, tw- 10 to 12 shows simultaneously. Man, I don't know how you did that. <sighs> I just... I couldn't do that. It, yeah, I was pretty much... Yeah, it, it probably was my first love for a couple of years because um, I, I was probably buying a video game maybe about every two or three months. I'd buy one game. So I'd probably, I was probably buying about four or five games a year, where I, whereas I was buying one anime a week. At 20 bucks, 10 bucks? Uh, 20 to 25. Yeah, 20 to 25. Th- those, those didn't come cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Even VHS tapes were expensive back then. Yeah. It was pretty crazy that I actually kept up with the whole entire anime industry for about the first 18 months. And then it kind of just blossomed even more. And I was just like, ah, I'll just, I guess I'll just buy the stuff that I actually really like. Whereas I was just buying stuff for the sake of buying anime. That's how that's how much I was into it. I was I was in the sickness, man. <laughs> I I was in the sickness. Yeah, I I've um you know, I, I kinda got out of it and I was really into it, you know, when I was a kid and uh and then early teenage years. Um and I've slowly started watching a, a little bit of it. Um I'd like to find another one. I, I in fact, um there was two new shows that have just started, um, or kind of just started, probably a couple years old by now. Um, but I was watching them because I had to do a preview for uh, Neon Alley, that uh, the uh, PlayStation Three app. Um, okay. And that app's basically like a television channel dedicated to anime. And um, I just, you know, for for preview sakes, so I just I watched a bunch of anime like for like a week. Is it pay per episode or is it? No, it's you. You pay per month. Okay. And it's basically just watching a channel. Like you can't yeah. choose what you want to watch. You have to like look at schedules and stuff. 
Yeah. Um, but there was two shows that they showed on there that I actually kind of got into. One of them was called uh, Blue Exorcist. Um, and it was it's kind of just how you described uh, the, the 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 vampire one, the rosy it was a rosy vampire. Rosario. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and it, it was basically like this kid who was a like a demon hunter or or something like that. Uh, he didn't know he was one, and he goes to high school with a bunch of demons. <laughs> and like some demons are good, some demons are bad, and stuff like that. But it was actually kind of interesting. Um, I've gotten really into like high definition uh, anime because some anime that are uh. that's in high definition, like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, looked amazing, especially on my television. Mm-hmm. And I got really into those. Um, and the yeah, other one, I'm or, thinking about picking that up on Blu-ray. You talking about uh, Bl- uh, Blue Exorcist? Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh yeah, Brotherhood. Yeah, that that's that's that'd be perfect because it looked amazing on my television. Sweet. Um, and the other one I really got into mainly because of just how how true it possibly could be. It was a show called Tiger and Bunny. <laughs> now, now you guys laugh, but this show is actually kind of serious, but not really. It's basically about superheroes. Um, superheroes exist in the world, and um, they actually have competitions. Like camera crews follow them around, and they like compete in arena battles and stuff like that. But the funny, the thing that intrigued me the most is that because they're superheroes and they're all over television, they get paid sponsors. And they have like these battle suits that they have like paid sponsors on. It looks like almost like NASCAR drivers. Okay. So, so they have they have sponsors all over them, and they use real world sponsors. So like, one character may have Citibank across his chest, or wow. an- another one may have Pepsi on the side of his uh, arm or something like that. And I was like, they're totally using like real world things. And for some reason that intrigued me. I started watching it. And kind of find out it's actually kind of funny. I mean, they have they have the one character who is like, kind of like a veteran superhero, and there's uh-huh. like this there's this new one that came along who is he's brash and he's he's really good, and the the veteran superheroes like ah, I can do whatever he wants to do, and he somehow fucks it up every time. <laughs> and so it's actually a, a very good show. I actually really enjoy Tiger and Bunny. Um, that sounds like a really interesting show, and in, uh. It's funny that you mentioned that show because I actually saw the uh, the DVD and Blu-ray copy at um, my local Walmart, hmm. and I, I actually looked at it, and it's the uh, I guess it's the first half of the series, the uh, the first thirteen episodes, and uh, I uh, almost picked it up. I would. Um... For you, I'd suggest it. Absolutely. That show's fun. That show is actually really fun. So it's kind of like superheroes, but it's kind of like almost like a like reality television. Yeah, I mean for it, superheroes. Yeah, kinda. Um it's not always like it, it also follows them when they're outside of their suits, like them dealing with the press and dealing with fame of being a superhero and stuff like that. And so it, it's not all just them fighting all the time and being in the arena and 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 and, and, they're, and they're real world sponsors like Pepsi and yeah they they use real world sponsors on their suits and stuff like that. That is awesome. That's what that's what that's what made me think. I was like, this is kind of cool. 
because I noticed the City Bank, you know, which is a huge bank. Everybody, yeah. uh, everybody's heard yeah. of City Bank, and it was like all across this guy's chest. And I was like, <laughs> "That's that's real." Like I've heard of City Bank. So I mean, I, I really, I highly suggest Tiger and Bunny. Um, I really did like that show that I watched on uh, Neon Alley. But um, yeah, it, it, it's small things like that, Matt. I, is there an anime that you ever thought that you'd like to try and get into? Uh, I mean, there's a bunch that I've started. I really wanted to watch Trinity Blood. I've heard of that. Um, I started High School of the Dead. I started High School of the Dead, and when I first when I saw my first panty shot, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." Yeah, there's a lot of them in there, and it's really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, it would be really cool if they just didn't throw the perversion in. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's that's one of the problems that I that got me out of anime, was yep. that yeah. there's so many perversions out there. I don't See, it, that was like the first thing I watched when I was seeing it on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll check out some anime. And I watched that, I'm like, oh, it's got zombies in it. Of course I like it. And then I'm like, yeah, this is anime, huh? Yeah. I just, you know, it, it, it transfers over to, to uh, video games, too. Like, I, I reviewed Mugen Souls for uh, the site, and that, that game is just constant sexual innuendos. And I'm just like, who is this made for? That's what I want to know. Like, yeah. What, what, I mean, sure, I'm an American. Maybe I don't understand Japanese culture. Anybody out there listening, please try to explain this to me. And and I've heard the argument that we are afraid of sexual uh, things in our country. We're inhibited. Yeah, while while Japanese culture and even European culture have no problem with sexuality, while we glorify violence. And uh, you know I understand that. Like we we see violence as not a horrible thing. I could see a guy get his head blown off and it wouldn't bother me, but. Seeing a high school girl have her just showing her panties for no apparent reason, it just—it's it, like why? Yeah, you know, I—I've I, I, never understood that. And that's that is one of the major players of of why I got out of anime. And, and you know something? Um, I'm the exact same way. Every show. Uh, and and it happened right around the uh, the turn of the century, right around two thousand, because um, uh, back in the nineties there was all kinds of great shows like Evangelion, uh, Trigun. Um, I forgot about Trigun. Yeah, I love Trigun. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Fucking Cowboy Bebop! How did I forget yeah. Cowboy Bebop? Man, that was an awesome show. Yeah, that was that was a fantastic show. As a matter of fact, if uh, memory serves me correctly, uh, Cowboy Bebop. I'm pretty sure was the first anime. I don't know if it was a uh, first anime overall or first um, anime television series to employ the uh, the computer colorization where they would actually draw hand draw the characters, but they would actually color the characters through a computer. Mm. Whereas I think that before. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, when it was even like shows that just came out a couple years earlier, like Evangelion. I think Evangelion used traditional um, paint. 
paint on uh, cell animation. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah basically, I'm, I'm... this whole list of kind of the older school animes are the ones that JK's been trying to get me to watch for years. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're talking about Cowboy Bebop? Yeah, specifically that one. But... Cow- Cowboy Bebop is a fantastic anime. Fantastic. And I will, I will say this. I think the best episode of the entire series is probably the fifth episode. Hmm. Because, uh, and I say that because I remember before I saw that particular episode, I remember reading in an issue of, I think it was an America that, um, episode five of Cowboy Bebop was voted best episode of an anime period. I can't even remember what episode five is. Episode five, um, basically the last third third of the episode takes place in a church, and it has this big uh, gun shootout to a uh, like a dramatic song, uh-huh. and it's it's really well done. And then you had the uh, the dramatic villain thinks he's got the upper hand on the hero throws him out the window at the same time the main hero throws a grenade back in through oh, the window yeah 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 yeah, and yeah it's i remember this, that like slow motion song slash flashback that lasts like a minute and a half before you actually see the explosion i, I, I remember that yeah it's one of the most like epic things ever and yeah. like an anime. Yeah, Matt, you need to watch Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it's pretty high on my list. That, yeah, that needs to be seen. I, I t- for some reason that I totally forgot about that. That's one of my favorites. You know, I really liked Outlaw Star as well. Oh yeah. Um, one of my friends, whenever I mentioned Outlaw Star, um, as a matter of fact, uh, Brian the Boogeyman, who. Uh, who used to be a host on a N4G? Yeah, where's he been? Having babies. Uh, he he's he's been he's been busy. Uh, family. <laughs> he's a he's a family man now. Family but, in uh, baseball, huh? Yep. Yep. When I mentioned Outlaw Star, he would be like, "Oh, you mean uh, Firefly the anime?" Because <laughs> there, there's a lot of parallels between. Well, Cowboy Bebop about the same way too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, uh, there, there's like, there's all kinds of parallels with Outlaw Star. I mean, uh, even the uh, remember the uh, character of River from Firefly. Yep, yes. River Tam. How she was basically nude in a uh, like a box. You that know, when was they, when they first. Yeah, when they first introduced her character, she was like you know, curled up with no clothes on in, in a box, basically kind of frozen, uh, like suspended animation. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a girl that is the exact same way in the first episode of Outlaw Star. Hmm. And Outlaw Star is very similar of a premise, how it's kind of Western, but in the future with space travel. Yeah. So I mean, it's got a lot of parallels to Firefly, and it came out. It was actually made before Firefly, so 
there could be an argument that it that Firefly was kind of inspired, I guess, by Outlaw Star. Even though uh, a lot of Joss Whedon fans probably w- would call that sacrilegious. No, oh, I'm sure. But um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, speaking of which, I'm gonna d- kind of go away from anime just for a bit. Joss Whedon, man, can't catch a break. I, I feel so bad for him. You know, he did do a great job with the Avengers, though. Oh, yeah. But um, yes. his television shows, I don't know what happened. You know, I personally love Dollhouse. Mm. I like Dollhouse also, but I would agree with anybody who said that it was flawed. Much more so than than Firefly ever was. I, I will agree with you on that because they basically just made it a, you know, the the monster of the week. Yes. For the most part, but those last few episodes, yes, started getting into what it should have been from the beginning. And I don't know if you ever saw the Lost episode that had Felicia Day in it. Uh, I don't think so. The Lost episode was basically happened in the future, where. Everybody has turned into dolls. So what happened was, and it's so hard to explain this. So you, so you know the whole concept of the dollhouse. Basically, you can implant memories and personalities into a person's brain, and they can become that person for as long as they need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what happened was somebody at the dollhouse uh, decided to do like a terrorist attack, and created a program that would turn somebody into a mindless doll and their sole mission was to kill anybody who wasn't a doll. And he put it through the telephone lines of the entire United States. So if your phone rang and you picked it up, you got turned into a doll whose sole mission was to kill anybody who wasn't one of you. So it became almost like a zombie apocalypse. And it was basically about survivors who were afraid of technology. If they saw any type of technology, they were afraid that the, 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 the doll virus might be in it. So they tried to destroy it. And they were constantly running from people who were infected with it. And I was like, they should have started the show like this. And they, what they did was they would have flashbacks to when the dollhouse was the dollhouse. Hmm. Okay. So that was they like that should have been the show to begin with. Interesting, yeah. Thing is, I I've seen the first uh, probably four episodes of Dollhouse, and uh, what I watched of it was actually it was pretty good. Yeah, the I liked it. The first episode was really good. Second second episode I think was crap. And the third episode wasn't really good, but then it started picking up after that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, we're going. I'm going everywhere on the show. We talked about anime. <laughs> now we're going to Josh Weed and stuff. I don't. Know. I just we, we're just talking right now. Matt, you got anything you want to talk about? <sighs> Game of Thrones is back. You know I haven't caught up yet. I think I finally found a. Uh... A nice routine. I got some friends that watch it, so I'm going to be able to watch it live all season, I think, this year. 
You're going to go over to their place and watch it? Yep, every Sunday night. <laughs> Do you watch Walking Dead, Matt? Oh, yes. Okay, so you're caught up with Walking Dead? Yes. Okay. I thought the finale was good, but nowhere near as good as the penultimate episode. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. that I, I thought it was a letdown. I thought season three was much better than season two, but the season two finale was really good. Yeah. And the season three finale felt anticlimactic. It was very anticlimactic. I mean, After be... building towards that fight for the whole season. And then nothing happened. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> the um, jet spoilers, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if we spoiled The Walking Dead for you. Um, Jason, do you watch the show? Um, I'm... I'm actually uh, probably about three episodes into season two. Okay. Yeah, you can probably fast forward the last episode of season two, and you'll be fine. <laughs> More That's than what I've like... heard. That's what I've heard. I heard that it that like seventy five percent of season two takes place on a farm. Yeah. Yeah. It does. That's not really the problem with it, though. It's just nothing really happens on the that problem. Farm. Is searching for Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. yeah. That episode. Those episodes, yeah the 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 break, you know, when they go they go from like uh, the fall break to the winter break kind of thing. That yeah. last episode for the break was actually really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they uh, for some reason I love the show, and my father absolutely loves the show. He calls me every Monday <laughs> to discuss what happened on The Walking Dead. Um. But the truth be told, as much as I love The Walking Dead, there will never be another show like Lost. Uh, in yeah. terms of content or in terms of like social engagement around the show? Social engagement around the show, and I'll go as far as to say as content as well. I think that there, there was never... I like. I will. I don't think I will ever be more excited to watch the next episode of a show yeah. than I did with Lost. There's never, yeah, and I don't think there will be another show that says, you know, keeps you guessing as much as Lost did. Yeah, and just was willing to go, you know, plus, you know, positive or negative. Some people loved it, some people hated it, but you know, they went on some tangents and stuck with them, and yeah, um, Lost. I will say this. I think in our lifetime, we will probably see another show that's as good as Lost. But I will say Lost is a show that is on a level of quality that we will be lucky to see once a decade. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. show that show really came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Um and, and its original premise was so simple, but we had no idea of what kind of a monster it was going to end up being. Yeah, that's that's the thing, because I remember I saw the previews for it. This show started while I was still in high school. And that, that's, that's how crazy that is. That's how long ago that <laughs> Just was. Just a kid. Yeah. Um, and my mom actually got me into it. What happened was I, I didn't watch the first episode. My mom and dad sat down and watched the first episode. And they did, you know, like when they usually do a recap kind of thing where they, they show the first episode, the previous episode before they show the new episode, mm -hmm. they yeah. did that. They did that with lost 
And my mom was like, you really need to sit down and watch this first episode before the second episode comes on. I was like, you, you might really like it. And, you know, I watched it and I was like, it's just about a bunch of people in a plane crash and they land on an island and they're trying to survive. I was like, okay, serious Gilligan's Island, whatever. And, like, after that second episode, I was like, whoa, why is there this smoke thing killing people? And, yeah, you know, it was crazy. I Like, I have never watched a show like that. That I mean, to this day, it still blows me away. I actually didn't watch the whole first season because somebody was like, oh, there's two groups of people on an island. I'm like, I don't like reality TV. I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm like, I've heard of Survivor. I'm not watching this show called Lost. And then, you know, it took a while before I gave it enough attention that I realized what it actually was. And then I went back and watched it from the beginning. And I was like, whoa, what have I been missing? Yeah. This is fantastic. So that Lost was my one of being one of my all-time favorite shows. One of the shows that I watched all the way through... I got caught up and then watched them live when they aired. That was a complete and utter letdown for me. It was Battlestar Galactica. I Really? I can't I, agree with that statement. I cannot. Oh, my God. That show, for me, felt like a waste of time. What? Yes. Seriously? Seriously. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this yeah. one. Well, I'll say at the time I hated when they were stuck on New Caprica. Yeah. But I, in hindsight, I, I think that was a bold move. I, I got no problem with that anymore. I hated it when I watched it. but I li- I actually liked that because it was a change of friggin' pace. It yeah. was, but here's my thing, and yeah, we're going to get into spoilers for Battlestar Galactica, so if you don't want to get spoiled from it, don't listen to this, because yeah, I want to <laughs> this until you get caught up anyways. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> hang on a second. Um, okay, um, the reason why I feel this way was I was totally on board. Watched the, the 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 first movie. I guess it was like a two hour movie or something like that. Oh, yeah, miniseries. the miniseries. Watched it. Like I got caught up after the second season. So starting with season three was when I got caught up and started watching them live. A friend of mine who was obsessed with the show and still is obsessed with the show. Good for uh, him. Let me yeah. borrow all of his stuff and um, I watched them. Uh, I was on board with the the movie. I was on board with the first season. Uh, the big, the big uh, season one finale where Adama gets shot blew me away. I was like, "Well, it's crazy," you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then the second season was when it started to dwindle for me. That early? It kinda, because all right. So the biggest thing was at the end of the second season was who are these Cylons? Who are these four? Was it four Cylons? The final five. The final five Cylons. We we found out four of them, but we still had one final one. Um, and for me, I, like when they revealed who the four were, I was like, "Where the fuck did they come up with this?" That shit? was at the end of the second season. No, that was at the end. Uh, the th- that was at the end of the third season. The oh, second really? season. Yeah. The second season was when they started building up to it. Yeah. Well, uh, the end of second season was. Uh, when they were on uh, New Caprica. Yeah. 
and, and they and they were invaded by the Cylons after right. after living there for I think it was two years, and then all of a sudden they were invaded, and that was kind of how they uh, ended season two. Yeah, and when they when they actually finally showed the four secret Cylons. I could understand two of them. Well, I could understand. Uh, 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 all right, I could understand them except for one, and this is the one that this is where it. it I started saying, "The fucks what? What is wrong with these writers?" Okay. Because here's what happened: the president's aide. First off, let me just explain. I friggin' hated the president. I hated that woman. So bad, I wanted to punch her in the friggin' face the entire show. Okay. So, the president's aide, that woman, was a secret sideline. Yeah. This is when I realized that they are pulling shit out of their asses. Because she had an aide before that. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. He got killed. Billy, right? Was his name Billy? I, I think his yeah, name, Billy. I think his name was Billy. Yeah. I really liked that character. They killed him off. Yep. I was pissed off about that, but whatever. But yeah. then they brought in this random ass woman to mm. be her new aide. Then all of a sudden, she's the new. She's one of. Well, the, not so all I, of a sudden. She was around for a while before. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, she, dude. She was. She was one of the president's advisors. She wasn't the main advisor, but she was always in the background. Um, I just it, like at that point I was like, they just like threw a freaking dart at a dartboard and figured out who the last Cylons were. And it, I was just like, come on, this Lost is... Lost is the number one show for throwing darts at a dartboard of all time. I all right, here's the deal with Lost. J.J. Abrams and the other guy that I never can remember both said, and I fully believe this, that when they started Lost. They knew exactly how it was going to end. Yeah. And I that, believe that. That is true. And I, I believe that as well. But thing is, the, the way that it ended was the exact same. Well, spoiler alert. Uh, was the exact same way that it began. And thing is, that's very that's a very broad statement. Uh, the, the, there was so much crazy stuff that was happening in between then and there. And truth be told, you know, uh, Battlestar Galactica, a lot of people didn't like it. And I know that uh, and, and, and you, 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 you kind of don't like the last season, right? Well, Battlestar Galactica? Yes. It, 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 it started dwindling after they revealed the, the, the four Cylons, but I was already done whenever they revealed the last one. Yeah, the thing is with Lost, truth be told, I wasn't really feeling the last season. Yeah, yeah, I disliked the last season of Lost more than I disliked the last season of Battlestar Galactica. Yes, I, I, I actually have to agree. And granted, I don't think the last season of Battlestar Galactica was great either, but I. I I was still more on board with the last season of Battlestar than I was with the last season of Lost. Um, and kind of both shows, in my opinion, by the time they got to their last season, 
I was kind of just in it just to kind of get get it to over with. It. Yeah. Yeah, to get to get it over with, to finish it, to have that uh that completeness to uh to the series. Oh, I'll go ahead and say with Battlestar Galactica, I saw that ending coming a mile away. Which which ending? The the final ending where this all happens in the past and they're all our ancestors. Thing is, I unfortunately I had that spoiled for me. So I didn't have it spoiled for me. I just guessed yeah. it. I, I, but I saw it coming. I was like, obviously this is a cautionary tale about technology. I said, like, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. And and I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm fine with that, but the fact that they used so many fucking cop outs with all right, so we have technology. We have Cylons. We have robots who are uh-huh. basically Terminators. They turn themselves into what they call skin jobs, uh, and they they make them look like humans. They try to live among the humans, and 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 they're secretly trying to kill them. Uh, big war, whatever. Um, I understand that. That was the main focus of the show. Then they started bringing religion into it. Now I understand that. They have their own religion and all this stuff. The president starts having dreams and premonitions of a baby and her running through a church and shit like that. And then, oh, yeah. this is this is actually going to happen. Like, like so, so people can have premonitions in this uh, in this series in this universe. Then they try to explain Six's appearance to uh, Baltar guys. Uh, mm-hmm. and, yeah. say, and saying that, oh, she's an angel, and Gaius yep. is an angel. And I'm like, where the f- when did we start having angels around? You know? And I'm just like, and, and they, they're still around to this day, you know, still walking around watching human beings. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? When did they go from being robots and humans to now we're having to worry about angels and spirituality? And, and, and it all happened in the last freaking like not even the last season, the last half of the season. Yeah, and uh, and they never explained what Starbuck was. What the fuck was she? That's a good question. Because she they found they found her dead body. It had been rotted for what looks like years. Yeah, and then she's still here, and then she disappears, and then she comes back, and I'm just like, and, and then she disappears forever. So good the show is, man. We could debate this till the day we die. I don't like. I don't want to debate it. It was. It was a cop out. That's exactly what it was. If it, if if there was ever a Deus Ex Machinima, I said Machinima again. Yeah. <laughs> Machina. Machina. <laughs> I said Machinima again. I've said that twice on this fucking show. <laughs> God, I'm such an idiot. Deus Ex Machina. That is it. Just. Oh, it's a random act of God. I'm just like, come on, this that, that like I was so done, but that last episode. Yeah, I, the end's not great, but there's so much positive to focus on, man. I, I, I tell the you Pegasus. This. The, Pegasus, oh, the Pegasus, come on. That, that that was my favorite part of the whole series. That lasted all of what what four episodes? Um, it was uh, it was the the mid season two, like in the very middle, like when they would take a break. It was like the the end of mid season two, and then the beginning of the second half of season two. But then they also made the uh, the movie, the the Battlestar Galactica Razor movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is I watched a, it. I watched a prequel yeah. to that. So, I mean, I'm totally like the setup was good. I mean, you know, these are the I last awesome. The last, the last, oh yeah, One Eye Willie. One Eye Willie. I always called him One Eye Willie. He had that crazy eye, that one crazy eye. And, I love how uh, recognizable his voice is. Every time I hear it, I'm like, yep, there's Ty. Yep, that's always Ty. You can it's hear it. You can hear his voice anywhere. It's so gravelly, or I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just so distinct. Yeah. It's got that Canadian in it, too. You can totally hear that Canadian in his voice. <laughs> Remember that one episode uh, toward the end of season, the last season? Where uh, Starbuck was at the the bar, and there was that guy playing the piano, and he teaches her the piano this melody, and she's like, "Oh, I've I've heard this melody before," and then it's like, then she looks over, and the dude's gone, he disappeared, and I guess it was like he was like an angel or something. Yeah, like they, then, why did they keep the, using a Jimi Hendrix song throughout this entire fucking show? And and then, when uh, the last episode—spoiler alert—well, we're knee, we're knee deep in spoilers right now. But uh, she uses the uh, the notes of the music melody as coordinates to jump the Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, and it was like the hand of God in the melody. The coordinates led them to what would be known as Earth. Yeah. Dun dun dun. I just there was way too many. <laughs> it was just pulling like they're they went all the way up to the elbow into their ass and just reached in there and grabbed <laughs> something and pulled it out <laughs> and just just random like that's fine put it on paper go. This is ridiculous. I I, I ugh. That, the only that, thing I dislike more than all that is when Lee Adama had that, like, whore that he was sleeping with. Do you remember that, like, ran out of nowhere, all of a sudden? Yeah. He's got, like, Which he's one got this. Lee, you know, Lee Adama, Apollo. Yeah, yeah, I know Apollo, uh, but he had a whore. I can't remember. Yeah, there yeah. was just, it was just like, all of a sudden, he, like, wakes up, and then he's trying to, like, smuggle her money or medications or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, and she had a little girl. Yeah. Just so out of nowhere, I'm like, like, how would his character have this? Like, it just was. Nah, when his wife killed himself, that's whenever I was like, I'm done with this fucking show. I was like, I, I, that that just pissed me off. Yeah. I can't remember what was her name. Duala. Duala. D. Yeah. yeah. They called her D. I thought I, th- I thought she was a beautiful woman. That that yeah. was that was my thing. I was like, don't kill the pretty girl. And <laughs> she shot her fucking self in the head out of this randomly. And I'm just like, why did you do that? You know something? Um, when me and my wife, uh, we watch a lot of a lot of shows and sci-fi together. Um, she's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Side note: She's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she's she's fantastic. We watched all of Lost. We watched all of Battlestar Galactica together. Um, when we when we were uh, watching season five, I was like. I was like, baby, th- this show was just so nuts. People are flipping out. Someone is flipping out in each episode now, now that we're watching this show. People are flipping out. I was like, I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, Admiral Adama is going to be smoking weed before <laughs> the end of this series. And would you guess it? 
two freaking episodes later, the president, <laughs> she's smoking something. Admiral Dama comes in. What, what, what are you smoking? And she's like, oh, this is for, for uh, uh, what's what he called? Medicinal Medical. purposes. Yes. And he's like, give me some of that. And he starts smoking too. And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> I did not know this was coming. I just guessed it. Admiral Dama smoked weed by, by the end of the series. And I was right. I just, and I was just guessing. I I, I just, that, that show, <laughs> like like I told you, I feel like me devoting time to that show was a waste of time for me. There was no payoff whatsoever for me. Uh, I had enough good memories over the first three seasons to <laughs> yeah more than compensate for any negatives. I for for me it just seemed like it was trying too hard to be emotional at times. Like, like I, I never got into the whole uh, Adama having like a, we're gonna beat these guys. You know, I'm just like whatever emotional speech, get out of my face. You know, yeah. It, like there was so many, t- so many times where they tried way too hard to be emotional and tried to, to, to spark some type of emotion from from the the the, the audience. I, I was just like, it, it made me tune them out. You know, I was like, I want to hear about the story. I want to know who these Cylons are. And just, you know, I, the, the, the most intriguing characters in that show was Gaius Baltar. And, oh, yeah. And, 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 and six, number six. Yep. Like, they're, him thinking that he was going insane seeing that woman and nobody else was seeing him, seeing her, was, was perfect. If that like the entire show could have just followed him and his imaginary girlfriend, and that I would have been totally fine with that because it it showed that that he to me to me those were the best two actors on that show. Well, that coupled yeah. with his cowardice slash desire for power really made him a just a super interesting character. Yeah, you, yeah. Like, you you love to fucking hate him. Yeah, you hate him, and but you, you love feel him and... but you feel bad for him because he's just such a. Weakling. Yeah, he, he he was a coward, weakling. But at the same traitor. time, he he was yeah. a, he was a traitor, weakling, coward. But then he also wanted power. He wanted he wanted to control everything. But then at the same time, he would even he would let his hair down and would uh, play cards with the rest of the crew. I just so yeah. It, he was he was both cowardly. Um. Uh, a go-getter, a traitor, but at the same time, at the end of the day, he was also late, kind of laid back, yeah, as well. And, and at times, well, not at times, but most of the series, he was a uh, like incredibly paranoid. He, yeah, <laughs> the, the the best way to describe him was he thought he he put on a facade that he was a smooth talker and knew what he was talking about. But in reality and in his, in, in his own mind, he was a scared, confused man. And yep. it eventually came out and everybody saw him for who he really was. And, yep. and, 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 and that's Six was always pointing it out. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was his conscience basically telling him, you have no idea what you're doing and you're nothing but a coward. And, you know, he didn't want to believe it, but then he knew, it was it, he, he was the best character in that entire show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was. 
I don't I know. Wanna, I want to see that actor in more shows and movies. Well, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him in anything. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him in anything either. I wonder what he's up to. I have no idea. He 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 needs to be in more shows and movies. He was a he was a cool he was a cool character, yeah. and I'm sure he could be a good he could bring life to some good other characters and and uh, in the future. Absolutely. If they're anything like Boltar. Yeah. So we, you know what? I think we've exhausted this episode. We're we're closing in on the hour thirty mark. <laughs> so uh, we've talked about anime. We've talked about Battlestar Galactica and how much I hate it. We talked about some Josh Weed and stuff. Anything else anybody wants to bring up real quick? Um. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I uh. Ha- have any of you um bought any any nerf guns lately no not since i was 10 okay i wish i had uh, some don't get me wrong because <laughs> uh i was i was on uh youtube and i stumbled across uh uh adults who were into nerf nerf guns basically kind of like the equivalent of paintball or something so it's like larping for paintball <laughs> pretty much um well anyway yesterday when i was at walmart i went ahead and i I didn't i didn't buy an expensive gun i just i bought a uh one of the cheaper it was a ten dollar gun it shoots discs i i still have yet to get it out of its packaging but yeah i got a little little disc thrower gun little little something to shoot around inside the house maybe shoot the cats or the dog. Oh, so, I'm not. I'm not into that. I'm not. I'm. I'm. am I'm a, I'm a good dog owner. So uh, actually, I just looked it up. Uh, I did not know this. See, I, I was going to say I was more of a water gun guy, like a super soaker. Uh huh. And uh, I did not know Nerf actually owns Super Soaker. Hmm. I did. I didn't know that. Um, and Super Soakers do not look like how they did when we were kids. Holy crap! Yeah, they're so so much more elaborate nowadays. Yeah. That's crazy. Look at oh my god. They they have clips now. Yep. And stuff like that. That's that's okay. That's weird. Yeah, that's the, uh, sad. I have the old I had the old school pump action green and yellow one. Yeah. That look ridiculous. And you had the kid in the neighborhood who always cheated and had that the one with the backpack. But yeah. Yeah, um the uh, the the ten dollar gun I bought yesterday is just a handgun where you load one disc in at a time and shoot it. But uh, they got they got a uh, like an assault rifle that uses um, clips of uh, flying discs, and I, I guess it's like if I'm not mistaken, it's almost like a automatic where you load like ten rounds at one time and just keep shooting them off. Nice. Yeah. Sounds fun to me. I mean, I don't really have to be shooting at anybody. I could just be shooting at objects like targets yeah. and stuff. That's what I would do. I'm sure I'd have bottles sitting around and i just try and knock them over. <laughs> yeah. Set up some action figures on a shelf. Boom, boom. Yep. Yeah, but I, um, no, I haven't bought a Nerf gun in a very long time. 
How about paintball? Has anybody went paintballing? Uh, I used to go all the time, actually. The last time I went was probably about two years ago, and now. Uh, I haven't played paintball in a long time. I got my eyes open. Anytime there's a living social or a Groupon deal, though, I'm going to try and convince everyone out here to grab it. Cool. I can't find time to play video games, let alone gather up a bunch of friends to to, to play paintball. I can't even get a D&D group going. <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, there was a podcast I forgot the name of it um, uh, it was actually a uh, D&D session um, that was actually episodic an episodic podcast and it was so entertaining because there was this guy who was a I think he was a uh, troll and he had like a really thick southern accent and it was so funny I I, I, you know I've never listened to any D&D podcast maybe I should start listening to those yeah I used to listen to a couple of them uh, I used to listen to a couple of uh, kind of instructional podcasts where they would just talk about the art of uh, dungeon mastering and stuff like that and then I was watch, I was listening to the other um, podcast, which was the, an actual game being played that was episodic. Yeah. And uh, I've always wanted to really get in D and used to play a D and D back when I was in high school. I had a group of uh, about a um, couple of friends and a couple of acquaintances that we would get together every weekend, and we we did that for probably only about maybe about two months. We we only had about maybe eight sessions of playtime, but uh, it was fun. It was real fun. There was a, <laughs> there was one guy in our D and D group who uh, he was he was definitely a stoner in real life, and uh, his character was also a stoner. Of course. <laughs> and uh, when he got the uh, the hemp rope. He's like, yeah, um, you guys can fight the monsters. Well, I'm going to be in this corner over here, and uh, I'm going to roll some dice and see if I can smoke this uh, this hemp rope here. <laughs> so he literally smoked, smoked his rope. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. I um yeah we um we're, we're, I'm I'm getting pretty big in the D and D right now my my friends I'm old two two of my old roommates and stuff like that we play and a couple other friends but as of the past couple of weeks we've been very busy so it's kind of hard to get everybody together but yeah we're having a lot of fun we're just kind of learning but. yeah that's the thing about Dungeons and Dragons is that um you actually learn a lot about a person when they're playing the game. Why is that? Because it, it, it kind—I of, feel that it kind of. How should I say this? Like myself, when I when I play Dungeons and Dragons, I try to be like a warrior type of person, and um, I, I I try to be the hero. And, uh, and the thing is, I think I was pretty much kind of playing 
the, the type of guy that I would want to be if I was in that kind of world. Yeah, but I mean, it's all about role playing. You don't necessarily have to play how you would play. You can totally be whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, but I guess I guess I I approached it a little bit differently. I kind of I was I was kind of playing like what like my ideal version of myself would be right. in that situation. Basically, instead of being a two hundred and 75 pounds like I am now I'm more like 210 pounds of pure muscleness no absolutely <laughs> yes and a big old sword and a kick ass attitude <laughs> <laughs> oh man I think that's about the best we can leave off on right there <laughs> we're gonna leave off on a <laughs> kick ass attitude but yeah, yeah. I, I actually I enjoyed our little discussions here, and um, yeah, me you guys, too. You guys got to finally hear me rant about Battlestar Galactica because I've been waiting to tell somebody about that for a long time. <laughs> well, we were happy to listen. <laughs> yeah, don't agree, but hey, that's yeah, totally fine. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't agree, but I see, I see where you're coming from, and I yeah. do, I will say that I do feel that it that it's flawed. Right. It had a, a flawed uh, end to it, but at the same time, I kind of felt that Lost kind of sort of was flawed at the same time. Maybe not quite as bad, but uh, they're both great shows overall. Yeah. In the scheme of the of the entire universe is concerned. I, I would agree with that. They both have their problems. Yeah. But, um... And both of them had great actors. Yes. That, yep. that That is the consistent thing between both shows, is that no matter how crazy and absurd the plot was getting, one thing that you could count on between both of those shows, Galactica and Lost, was the acting was always fantastic. It yeah. was always high-quality acting, and uh, the, the actors really made their characters come alive. Absolutely. I, I do agree with that, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll leave off with that. Um, I do appreciate everybody listening to our ramblings about anime and television shows and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but uh, if you would uh, please leave us an iTunes review, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Um, well, you can also send us an email. Uh, it's a Frustrated Fury at ztgaindomain.com. You can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And Jason is at GambusCon. You can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Please suggest some games to us. We will definitely try to play them. Uh, You have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to leave them in the comment section if you're watching this from the site itself. But yeah, definitely uh, give us some feedback. We would uh, greatly appreciate it. Let us know that everybody out there is listening and somewhat enjoying. Uh, uh, But yeah, I do appreciate everybody out there listening. Uh, We will be back next week to uh, continue our trek through uh, Xenogears. We're going to take a week off just uh, so everybody can catch up. Hopefully have um, some better ideas and and have some better discussions uh, than uh, what we've had. Uh, that way we can all just kind of combine together and, and be as one. 
But um, thank you all like for Voltron. listening. There you go, like Voltron or Captain Planet. So, because <laughs> I'm a Captain Planet guy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Jason or Gambus Khan or Jason. Jason Khan, I like that. Jason Khan. Yep. <laughs> anyway, we are out of here. We will catch you guys next week with our continuation of Xeno Gears.